Thanks for calling Toyota. This is Jan. I just adopted a new best friend, and I'm looking for a Toyota so we can make the most out of summer. With a new RAV4, you can take your pup for a drive up the coast. You can take a Prius to the park. Or you can take a Tundra to kayak at a remote lake. One problem, Jan. Oh? My new best friend's a cat. Your summer starts here, but it all ends June 3rd. Toyota, let's go places. Dealer inventory may vary, so you're participating Toyota dealer for details. Visit your front-range Toyota stores today. Toyota, let's go places. Hey everybody, welcome to the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about the delicious, certified, gluten-free breads, bagels, English muffins, and other baked goods that are made right here in Johnstown, Colorado. Canyon Bakehouse's gluten, dairy, nut, and soy-free products make it easy for families to enjoy the taste and texture of fresh bread so everyone can love bread again. Find them at any major grocery store in the freezer or fresh bread aisle, or purchase online and visit canyonglutenfree.com to grab a coupon. On the high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three. It's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores. Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low. Hornung. Dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10. Here's Van Pelt. He's at the 5. Touchdown, Colorado State. Y'all, we are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Justin Michael, and got a lot to talk about. Definitely have a lot to talk about. Uh, I meant to get a podcast out yesterday uh, to discuss some of the Urban Meyer stuff. Had some technical issues after about six failed attempts and six hours uh, spent, ended up giving up last night. Uh, but going to talk about that briefly on this podcast. But the big news, obviously, is that Mike Bobo is no longer the head coach of the Colorado State Rams. This was made official by the athletic department Wednesday afternoon. It came after uh, the report done by Brett McMurphy of Stadium. I think Joel Clad tweeted it out, and the the Coloradoan ultimately uh, had it right before they released the the press release as well. But basically just confirming what we kind of expected, uh, pretty shocking, the buyout agreement, I guess you should say, that they came to, uh, <laughs> Joe Parker deserves quite a bit of credit for for working it down. I mean, he was supposed to get, as we all know, you know, well north of $5 million if he was to be let go before January 1st, uh, as it 
turns out it's going to be like 1.8 million. So instead of five and a half million, uh, they're only going to pay him 1.8. And you know, that's a, that's a huge win for the university because if they would have had to pay that entire buyout, it would have really put the school in a bad position moving forward. I imagine it wouldn't have even been possible. They would have had to have gone to a private source for that money, you know, Pat Stryker, something like that. And I, one, I don't think that would have been a great PR look for a, for an athletic program for a school, the size of CSU to throw that kind of money uh, just to fire someone. So the fact that they were actually able to, to make this work is encouraging. I think what this says to me is that over the last couple of days, Mike Bobo has not been recruiting. He's been in the South uh, openly applying for other jobs. Uh, this is obviously just my theory, but it, it would make a ton of sense. I mean, Joe and Mike are really tight. I've talked about it before. Uh, the fact that you know Joe even gave Bobo this extension just shows the the faith that he had in him as a head coach. I mean, it was definitely not one that he... He had to give. It was a bold decision, and it, it tied the two together uh, pretty significantly. But in the end, he was able to maneuver out of it, and he does deserve credit for it. I mean, he still still cost the school two million dollars, so it's not like it was a you know a, a total win. But from a PR standpoint, <laughs> obviously much better than than biting the bullet on the entire five and a half million would have been. Also, from a PR standpoint, I think this is just. A big win for the school moving forward. We all saw how toxic the last, you know, really two years, but things got a little bit better at the beginning of the season, but really the last month or so, uh, just how angry everyone in the fan base has been. I think everyone's just frustrated uh, five years, you know, of losing to your biggest rivals will do that to you and just a lot of heartbreak in between. Uh, ultimately, I think this was... It was just a decision that had to be made. I know everyone was getting restless because, you know, there was no confirmation. And I, I was getting restless as well. So this is not a criticism. I definitely was getting antsy and was surprised that it had taken this long for the, you know, school to release any kind of comment because that football scoop report regarding Mike Bobo being fired came out last Friday. It's now Wednesday. We went, you know, a full five days and didn't really hear anything in between. But now that the... The numbers have come out for this this final buyout. It, it makes a lot of sense. You know, we've we've said multiple times that there were a lot of moving parts with this. That this was a a complicated situation, and that it was going to take some patience. And in, in the end, I think you know both parties were able to work out an agreement that's going to work. You know, for everyone, Mike Bobo's not going to be unemployed for long. I'm sure. It it honestly wouldn't even surprise me if he already has a job offer or two. He's a guy who's brilliant when it comes to quarterbacks I know there were some up and down moments at CSU but he really did help uh, Colin Hill Nick Stevens some of these people progress a ton I think he's a, a brilliant play caller a schemer I don't think he's necessarily the greatest at uh, you know just leading a program we saw over the years it was just kind of chaotic there was a lot of situations that were <laughs> less than flattering I guess would be the way to describe it just turmoil players and fights players and coaches fighting stuff like that um and then you know just the general disorganization and and failure to show up in big moments those are all things that get placed uh responsibly or my goodness 
recording a podcast here live, folks. Sometimes there's going to be some some issues, but uh, you know these are things that are ultimately always going to get blamed on the head coach. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I think he handled some difficult situations well. The fact that he turned down an automatic raise last year was really admirable. The way that he battled through his health issues to try and lead this team, you know, that was really respectable as well. And ultimately, I think everybody in Fort Collins has, you know, quite a bit of admiration for Mike Bobo. They're going to wish him well moving forward. It was just a situation where everyone was just fed up with the losing. And, you know, you can't blame them. When you lose to your biggest rivals for five straight years, like we said, it's it's really tough to stomach. And CSU fans just, you know, they met their breaking point. And we saw that with attendance over the last couple of weeks. The The Boise State game, it is what it is. You know, the students were, they were on break. There was nothing to pay for or play for. And, you know, at that point, it, you had... 18 inches of snow still on the ground. The roads weren't clear. Uh, my neighborhood was an absolute disaster. Couldn't even get my car out. So, you know, the people that didn't show up to that Boise State game, you know, you can't really blame them. They just had better things to do on the Friday after Thanksgiving with the weather conditions, the fact that it was a, a meaningless game. You know, I get it. I, I'm not sure I would have wanted to attend that game either. But the Air Force game, to me, that was kind of the the signifier that, you know, they got to they gotta do something here because that's a game that should have mattered more than it did. And yeah, it was just discouraging to see the fans and or the stands so empty and so few passionate fans out there. So we all know that, you know, there are plenty of CSU fans out there. And I think if you can generate some excitement, you're going to get some of these casual ones back and that'll be great. You need them. You need as many fans as you can get. And, you know, hopefully they're able to connect with the students better and really develop, you know, future, future fans and, create the alumni that ultimately end up coming back to support the program. That's what I would love to see. You know, if you were a CSU student over the last four years, you got to see no wins over CU, no wins over Air Force, no wins over Wyoming, not a single bowl victory, not even really, I mean, the Arkansas upset, I guess that would be the the one moment you could hang your hat on. It's just, you know, it's dejecting. The 2016 upset of San Diego State, but it's been a long time since then. So, you know, there's going to be an uphill battle for whoever the next head coach is, and we're obviously going to talk about that extensively over the next couple of weeks. Uh, We'll see how long this process ends up taking. Joe Parker is going to do a press conference later uh, this evening. It's currently uh, about 3.30. He's planning on doing that. Around 5.30, that, of course, will take place before the basketball game. The basketball team, we have not forgot about. I love covering this team. I'm really excited to see this Hoops team in action. And, you know, we were actually planning on talking about Hoops today, but this kind of took precedence. So we're going we're gonna to talk about the Urban Meyer stuff when we come back from the break. Before we do, though, I just want to read some of these quotes uh, from Joe Parker, from Mike Bobo. This is from Joe Parker in the press release. I would like to thank Mike Bobo for his professionalism, commitment, and efforts in leading our football program for the last five seasons. He has devoted an innumerable amount of energy to move Colorado State football forward and fulfilled his promises to developing our student-athletes in every dimension. Mike is an incredible mentor and truly cares about the holistic growth of young people through the sport of football. 
I'm grateful for Mike's contributions to our program and have a deep respect for his personal integrity. We wish Mike well in all his future endeavors. He will always be a stalwart Ram. You know, pretty uh, pretty standard about what you would expect from Joe Parker. He and Mike are very close. They've been very, you know, public about their respect and just their how they have a you know affection for each other i mean that you know in a respectful way but here is the quote from mike bobo as well unfortunately the results the last couple of seasons have not been what we wanted i can assure you this was not a reflection of the commitment and the hard work that we all put into the program the last five years our players and coaches never quit and fought through the final whistle against boise state I am so proud of this team and the staff for their incredible resolve. I leave Colorado State grateful for this opportunity. It was a pleasure to work for Joe Parker, a true professional. Laney, my entire family, and I will always cherish the time we spent and relationships we formed here at Colorado State and in Fort Collins. We leave a solid foundation here, and I truly believe there are great things ahead for the Rams. A classy statement from Mike Bobo. I think he handled things right. This obviously is a, a difficult situation for him, but he's a guy who will definitely land on his feet. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if he already has a, a job lined up in the South. One of the things that you know would really not surprise me is if he ended up at South Carolina, Will Muschamp and the Gamecocks could really use his services. Uh, not to mention, if that were to happen, if Mike Bobo were to go to South Carolina, uh, there's always the possibility that Colin Hill ends up, you know, going back home and and following him down there. Um, we'll see, <laughs> but it's it's going to be interesting to see where he lands because, like I said, Mike's very respected uh, in the realm of college football. He is a guy who does great things offensively, like great schemer, and I'm sure he'll have success moving forward. Uh, potentially, even as a head coach someday down the line, just didn't really work out here at CSU. Uh, but we wish him well, and I'm sure most of Rams country, the CSU Rams nation, whatever you want to refer to yourselves as, the the faithful, <laughs> whatever you call yourselves, I'm sure you wish Mike Bobo well as well. All right, we're going to talk about the Urban Meyer stuff, but real quick, just going to take a second to shout out our partners. It's time to take a second to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR Rams, and the number one local brewery in our hearts. Since 1990, Breckenridge has been a staple of the community, coming up with all kinds of unique brews for you to drink on game day. I'm talking delicious vanilla porters, oatmeal stouts, strawberry sky, Colorado core, the world-famous avalanche ale. That's right, their classic American amber ale. It doesn't get any smoother than the avalanche ale, folks. Grab a 12-pack, or, you know, if you don't want that many, grab a 6-pack, because Breckenridge Brewery is the Davidson's Beer and Wine Spirits Brewery of the Month. Download their app and enjoy a 6-pack for only $7.99 all month. That's a deal you're not going to want to miss out on. 6 brews, $7.99, Breckenridge Brewery. Much love for those guys. Alrighty, folks. Much love to Breckenridge as usual. Take advantage of that deal. Grab some six packs for seven ninety nine. That's awesome for some quality craft beer like theirs. You're you're not gonna want to miss out on it. But let's let's get into the the stuff that everybody was really looking forward to. The Urban Meyer speculation. 
according to uh, me and Kevin Lytle, he was officially on campus Monday. What does that mean? Is is Urban Meyer going to be the next head coach of the CSU Rams? Well, Mike Bobo's gone. It's possible. Doubtful. Extremely doubtful. Like, you're probably going to win the lottery before that happens. But, you know, so you're saying there's a chance. I guess that's that's the approach you got to take. You got to look at it like you're Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber. What are, you know, what are the odds that he ends up with the girl? About one in a million. So you're saying there's a chance. No, but for real. There's there's no there's no opportunity or there's just there's no way that I see Urban Meyer ever coming to CSU. Uh, he could have any gig in the country that he wanted. CSU can't afford him. Even if he wanted to come here, he would have to take like a massive pay cut because you know someone like USC would throw fifty million at him over the next five years in a heartbeat. Uh, there would be plenty of other suitors. Uh, that said was really interesting that he was in Fort Collins, particularly the timing, 48 hours before Mike Bobo ends up getting fired. Uh, you know, Urban Meyer and, and his connections to CSU are well documented. I found a source article written by the great Tony Pfeiffer. Uh, just here's a couple of quotes. I used to drive up to the Poudre Canyon and just watch the waterfall over the rocks. It really is a beautiful place, and we loved it there. Uh, another quote, Shelly and I, that's his wife, have talked about this many times. Uh, Fort Collins is still one of the top two places we have ever lived. That was from a 2011 interview. Both of our girls were born there, and we have some very special memories of that place. So, you know, Urban definitely does love CSU. This is not the first time that he's been back to CSU. I'm not sure if it's the first time that he has been back since the on-campus stadium was completed or not uh, but you know the fact that urban was here not necessarily shocking uh, according to reddit he was seen at ginger and baker i believe uh, in town interesting enough that's former csu athletic director jack graham's establishment um but the the, the interesting thing about urban is if he was here to make the pitch for tony alford I can't confirm this. I have been told by multiple inside sources that that was the case, that Urban did in fact meet with Joe Parker. I can't confirm that. We'll ask Joe at the press conference tonight, but that is what I have been told. Urban Meyer was here making the case for Tony Alford. The interesting thing, of course, will be how how much will Alfred actually be considered for the gig? He's never even been an offensive coordinator. Uh, Joe Parker told Brian Roth today on a CSU uh, Rams Ramwire production that he they would really value someone with head coaching experience this time around. That would obviously, you know, logically eliminate Alfred. It's tough to say. You know, Alfred is a guy who, if you have... Urban Meyer pitching for you. I imagine Joe Parker and the board of governors would listen. Uh, CSU alum, Deep Ties, writes a letter to the team every year. Um, you know, bleeds green and gold, all that stuff. He is a CSU guy. Is he the right guy, though? I'm not sure. I do think there is something to be said about being a CSU guy. I think that passion can be really beneficial, especially at a mid-major, you know, Look at Rolovich at Hawaii, uh, Harson at Boise State. These are guys who could go to 
other schools, but you know, they have passion for the, where they are. They, they love to represent their programs and to wear those colors. And if you have the right guy, that can be a great thing. But being, you know, an alum and being a CSU guy isn't necessarily, you know, indi- it doesn't indicate that Alfred is going to be a good head coach. We just don't know. He might be, and I think he deserves an interview. I think he's a guy who should be highly considered. But it would make me really, really nervous to hire someone who's, one, never been a head coach, but two, never even been a coordinator. That's just a huge lump in responsibility. And I know he's technically the assistant head coach at Ohio State. He's the run game coordinator as well. But the fact that he's been the assistant head coach for the last six years and you know he's experienced these big-time programs, I'm sure he gets the gist. I'm sure Alford knows, you know, like in theory, what he would like to do as a head coach. But it's just one of those things you can never really know until you get there. So if he ends up being a guy they consider, that'll be interesting. I think it would be... Uh, I think he would be a dynamite recruiter. He obviously knows the area well. Ohio State already recruits Colorado uh, pretty strongly anyways. But would he be able to manage a program, you know, the day-to-day things that, that come with that? I'm not sure. Not not everyone can do it. There are a lot of guys who are brilliant football minds, who are good football coaches even, that are not necessarily capable of, you know, being a head coach. I don't know if that's the case with Alfred. I don't know enough about him at this point. I haven't spent any time around him because he's obviously been in Columbus this entire time. But if Urban Meyer is making the pitch for him, like my sources have indicated, I think he's a guy that should at least highly be considered. I think there's a lot of uh, debate, debate to be had about whether schools should even want Urban Meyer to be a head coach, just given the fact that objectively he's kind of a scumbag. I understand that he likes to do the whole holier-than-thou approach, and you know he's a guy who preaches morals and all that, but after the Zach Smith scandal you know, and everything that he's been proven to have lied about, he's not a good dude, but he knows football, and he knows good coaches. And if he says that Tony Alford is going to be a good head coach, I would value that. I really would. Like I said, you know, I I lost a lot of respect for Urban Meyer over the last five years. He's a guy who I had tremendous respect for when he was at Florida, uh, the Tebow years. I thought it was really cool how he went from Utah, his rise, the whole deal. Um, he's he's obviously had success everywhere he's been, but you know, not the not the greatest dude in the world. I'm, I'm sorry to the the CSU fans who maybe took that tweet yesterday as an indication that. Uh, I would, you know, Urban Meyer could be potentially in the mix for the head coaching gig here at CSU. Although to those people, I would bring up, you know, like literally last week, I tweeted that you have a better chance of winning the lottery than Urban Meyer uh, getting this gig. It it was just interesting that he ended up being on campus this week after all of that happening. Hopefully, Parker will confirm one way or the other what ends up happening. I'm sure me or Kevin or one of those guys will end up asking him about it as well as, you know, kind of just further input on what exactly they're looking for in their head coach, future head coach, I should say. Uh, but it's certainly going to be interesting. Going to have plenty to talk about over the next couple of weeks. I I hope you guys are, are ready for it. If you're not subscribing, definitely subscribe to DNVR Rams. We're going to have all kinds of written content. We're going to break down the Bobo era. We're going to talk about potential candidates. 
the whole nine yards. It's going to be a crazy next week and a half or so. Keep up with all of it. Also going to want to keep up with everything happening in the basketball team with the basketball team. It's, you know, we're starting to heat up. You got conference play starting this week. Got a game against CU, home game against CU next week. So exciting times, exciting times indeed. We got the holidays coming up too. I think uh, there's a little bit more cheer around Fort Collins now, though, now that the uh, the the news is official and, and people can move on <laughs> with their lives. So we wish Mike Bobo well, as they say on Pardon the Interruption. Happy trails, Mike Bobo. Scummy like Martin Scarelli, turn jam into jelly, then drink it like juice. The water's the truth, so I sip on that too. Skinny looking kid with no car keys, like the only thing I drive is RCRV. He's got the stash like Steve Harvey. Oh, I'm gnarly like not from.